I think it's important to remember when you're perusing Am I the Asshole on Reddit. Yes. That this is life or death and you do have to make the decision who is the asshole Uh and who is not. Right. And if you choose wrongly, now you're the asshole. Oh, interesting. So it's it's the con- you are becoming a piece of the content. <laughs> you become the content. Yeah. Okay. okay. I post so we're having this discussion because we <laughs> came across this am I the asshole post. I was like, I have a chair for my old dog. Yeah. And I invited my family over and one of my cousins is large and has a disabled placard and is disabled essentially. She has a disabled placard, so she's now disabled. That's how we're going to interpret the situation. Okay. She wants to sit in my dog's chair, and I told her no. (laughs) And everyone's like, yeah, she's not the asshole. And I'm like, she is a human being. (laughs) Anyway, I posted this in a group chat, and (laughs) now everyone's like, this is insane. You're being crazy. Obviously, the dog needs to sit in the dog chair. (laughs) I feel like I'm losing my mind. So I think now you need to write a post am to I, Reddit saying, I, I shared this post with everyone. Am <laughs> I the asshole? I was team cousin, even though I'm not. Um, even though no one else is. Yeah. And now, I, so this is my unpopular take. The take that I don't say because I do fear I will be canceled. Uh-huh. But I feel like I'm ready to go out in 2020. I'm oh, ready okay. to like shut down. So, like, you want to be canceled. Yeah, I'm fine if that happens. Okay. It's not like I wish for it because I do yeah. require just, like, constant social media to right, stay alive. Right. But if it got taken away from me, that's probably for the best <laughs> of my mental health. But um, humans take priority over dogs because they're humans. I'm glad that that's going to be the opinion that gets you canceled. to me. <laughs> Honestly, content is happening all around us. Yeah. It's I just I, don't say because it it's a weird hot take, apparently, <laughs> that people are not animals and should take the priority. <laughs> I think it's wild. The The thing that stood out most to me about that story, yeah. the Am I the Asshole post, is that this person had enough disposable income to buy a chair specifically, specifically for the for dog. The dog. <laughs> to, like, it, to the specifications that the dog would need. Right. Wide so that the dog can lay down comfortably. And then she just lets that dog fuck that chair up. That's the other part she of does, the post. She part of the post is her talking about like how the how the chair is it's like disgusting, disgusting because the dog just like pisses his shits all over it. <laughs> yeah. and she it's just like crazy. lets that happen. It's bananas to me. You bananas. can you can just, you just know this woman is white. Just take the chair out of the room. Right. Here's the other thing. She has three couches in her house. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of couches. Is this a McMansion? We'll never know. <laughs> Is this a real housewife of Orange County? I question. Okay. We're not actually here to talk about Reddit, although I am interested if anyone knows of a podcast where it's just two people reading Am I the Asshole post and then they discuss between themselves whether this person, whether is, the the person is the asshole or not. Well, That's a podcast I would listen to. Honestly, Meryl, I don't know if you know this, but uh-huh. right now we're on a podcast. What? <laughs> so what? we could just like do that. We could do that. Should we spin off? Here's I think thing. we. I think it should become part of the bits out of our Broadway umbrella extended universe. Extended universe. Am I using that term correctly? Sure. I mean, <laughs> we're allow- I'll allow it. Okay. Well, that's you're the only person whose re- opinion I respect. Oh, so well, thank that's you. That's fair. Yeah. Um, you hear that, Mitch? <laughs> that's a hundred percent true. <laughs> uh, okay. Perfect. So this is not an episode of Bits Over Broadway. This is bonus Patreon content. You're right. Um, welcome to the first episode of. 
Uh, am I the asshole? Am I the asshole? <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> no, we should actually do um, our regularly scheduled podcast because we have an excellent show today. We no do. guest. It's just uh, me and Khan flying by the seat of our pants. Filing, not solo, but like duo flying duo flying doesn't have the same ring to it we're not a flying v today unfortunately <laughs> quack quack, quack. etc <laughs> um we are doing waitress waitress today. the musical by sarah Bareilles. yes and jesse nelson mm. but i think sarah Bareilles is key here yeah she's very key. the music is what makes it oh fully i think this story would be i don't know i've never seen the movie Neither although did I. I, i'm sure carrie russell's very compelling Oh, yeah. And I think Nathan Fillion is in it, too. I think he okay. plays the doctor. Classic hot, hot guy. doctor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, standard. Of course he's the doctor. Yeah. And who plays the mean husband? Let's look. I don't know. We'll find out. Film of the same name. Huh. Wow. And let me just give it a quick. Jeremy Sisto. <laughs> who is that? I don't know how. He played Billy Chinoweth in Six Feet Under. I never saw that. He was actually. also in Clueless. I also have only ever seen Clueless like once, and it was a long time ago. So that's kind of a blind spot for me. I'll be honest. I'm looking at this man, and sorry to this man. <laughs> I don't know. He could be walking down the street, and I wouldn't I, know a thing. I wouldn't know a thing. <laughs> I do really feel that way about Jeremy Sisto. R.I.P. Just name kidding. Sort he's of alive. sounds familiar, but I don't know. What okay. does he look like? I don't know. That's how I feel about Ray Liotta. Like everyone's like, oh, yeah, da, 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 oh, yeah. Ray, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Like, if you asked me to describe him in a police sketch, I would not know how. <laughs> Put Ray Liotta in a lineup. I can't pick him out. I assume white, but that could be offensive. I don't know. He's Italian. Is he Italian? Okay, <laughs> that's white. So just so <laughs> don't we're tell all them clear. that. <laughs> don't tell Italians that. <sighs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's jump in. Connor, hit us with some facts and figs. Hit us with those facts and figs. Woo! Facts and figs. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Waitress is uh, a musical with music and lyrics by Sarah Bareilles and the book by Jesse Nelson. And it's based on the movie Waitress, which was directed by Adrian Shelley and released in 2007. It uh, originally premiered in its out-of-town tryout in Cambridge at the American Repertory Theater in August 2015, and then um, it transferred to Broadway on March uh, 2016, and then it opened on Broadway um, in April 2016, and then it literally like just closed a couple of weeks ago yeah, in yeah, yeah. Uh, the beginning of January. Has had um, some really great leads. Too. Yeah. Oh my God. So many. So not many. Not like stunt casty, but kind of stunt. A little bit. Like yeah. Karen McPhee. Sarah yeah. Bareilles was even in there for a little Catherine while. Catherine McPhee. How dare you? Oh well. <laughs> so and sorry. I, I saw you guys it with Sarah know Bareilles. I'm Team Ivy. <laughs> like, is this a? Uh, this is a Smash a reference. Smash reference? <laughs> I was gonna say speak. That's not. Speak. That's nothing. That's a book. <laughs> what? What book is that? <laughs> uh, I think it's Lori Hulse Anderson. Um, it's very sad. Of course it is. <laughs> it's teen drama oh. about sexual assault. Oh, we love that. It's actually very good. What <laughs> is this, Riverdale? Highly recommend. <laughs> um, all right. Sorry, Connor, continue sorry. with your facts. Uh, they closed after 1,544 performances. And then um, last year on the West End, the production opened with Catherine McPhee in as, um, uh, sorry, Jenna. And it's slated to stay open until this july 
And then there's like tours all across um, America in the Philippines, Buenos Aires, Australia, and <laughs> okay, Agson. the Netherlands. <laughs> um, it was nominated for four Tonys in 2016, and it won zero, um, including Best Musical Score, um, Lead Actress, and Featured Actor. And then... Wait, was 2016 Hamilton? It might have been. I think it was. So it didn't. Nothing stood a chance. Literally. I think like <laughs> like literally everyone was like, just give. Just let Lin-Manuel stay up there. <laughs> like just let him buy the Tonys. And yeah. he did. Um, <laughs> wild thing that happened with the other awards uh, that this show is nominated. It was nominated for a bunch of Drama Desk and Outer Critics Circle awards. Mm-hmm. But the only person who won awards was Dr. Pometer, the actor who played Dr. Pometer weird and i'm like jesse muller is right there and incredible i highly recommend you watch the the tony's performance she does of she used to be mine oh my god it's incredible she's acting her heart out it's gut-wrenching i mean that song is gut-wrenching wrenching regardless but jesse muller slays oh i know and it's wild that she did not win for any like yeah. drama desk and outer critic circle, but like you said, if it was the same year as Hamilton, then she didn't got stand a chance. <laughs> um, and just a quick synopsis: Waitress tells the story of Jenna Hunterson, a waitress and baker in an abusive relationship with her husband Earl. When Jenna unexpectedly becomes pregnant, she begins an affair with her doctor, Doctor Jim Pometer. Looking for her way out, she sees a pie contest and its grand prize as her chance to escape. It's such a good show it, i was i really enjoyed it. Yeah. i did see it with sarah Bareilles. oh i um, saw it with Broadway. um jesse oh nice yeah i really really enjoyed it. i went in knowing nothing mm-hmm. didn't know the score didn't know the story yeah. um and then friend of the pod natalie alt uh was like hey i have an extra ticket and she loves the show yeah. has seen probably every iter like <laughs> Has seen every lead change. Are you telling us that Natalie saw the loves, si- loves the show and saw it fifteen times? <laughs> she did. She, was there. she has it, uh, like signed playbills and like a big poster up. She really, really enjoys the show. That's so. good. Always trusting Natalie's Rex. Yeah, of course. Um, and went and saw it and really, really enjoyed it. So let's jump in. Uh, first things first. I will say, yeah. Shout out to the show, which uh, because I'm crazy and have instant biases they started talking in accents and i was like immediately mad and then still liked the show at the end which is a true sign that it's a good show i do love that for you i was like no the accents are fucking wild they're very bad and it's i'm so tired of just like well we'll just sort it right they're southern they're dumb dumb and then there's that like one point i think the show takes place because they're southern right but i think the show takes place in missouri it does and i'm like missouri does not have accents like that i'm sorry i'm peeking but (laughs) they do (laughs) they do have accents like that but not I mean, you have to be in very specific like, right. regional pockets. And she talks about like the Springfield pie contest. I'm like, yeah. if they're close to Springfield, they are it's not not going to be part that of Missouri. Thick. It's just very Texan, like a Texan drawl that they're all mm-hmm. doing. Whatever. This is getting into my like personal pet peeves, which is <laughs> do better accent work. <laughs> I just think I just think that when, and don't use Southern accents as shorthand for poverty. Poverty. That's yes. my issue. My my issue is that every time we do a Southern accent, it always comes across as fog corn by corn like <laughs> well i'll say i'll say exactly. really yeah. i'm like not everybody is the kentucky fried chicken man like 
we need to calm down. <laughs> it's just wild. I can't. <laughs> I can't handle it because yeah. that was my that was one of my problems with Knives Out. Also, oh, was okay. um, Daniel Craig's Daniel Craig's Southern accent is just fucking bananas. Okay, but I have heard it's incredible because it of the Southern. It accent. is <laughs> because he, they also do make fun of it, like okay. in the sh- in the movie. Okay, so it's like it's nice to see that it wasn't just Daniel Craig like making a Wild stupid choice. <laughs> it was very much like. In the script. In the script. Gotcha. So that made me feel good. I just, like, immediately they started it. Yes, because they talk about being in Missouri. Yeah. And so that's the reverse backup. One thing to know is that this cast album, you are going to miss some stuff because there is a lot of Mm -hmm. dialogue in between. Um, so there are not a lot. I think you still get the gist of the story. I still think it's a perfectly great album to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there are developments that happen. It's not sung through basically. Right. Um, so yeah, they're talking about being in Missouri and then they're like, hey, Cal, how's it going? Like, what in the <laughs> hell? So, but by the end of the show, I was very on board. Yeah. Loved it. It's great. Um, let's start from the very beginning. You walk into the theater and it smells like pie. It smells like pie, y'all. Because they like, <laughs> which is incredible. Yeah, it's great. Because they actually like the little pie stands. That's like real pie in there, and they're actually yes. like baking pies. Yes. So they have pies baking because mm-hmm. um, the like the pie stands are like on the the proscenium. Yes. I don't think those those aren't real pies, right? <laughs> sure. Surely they don't swap out pies every day. I just assumed they were. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me that those weren't those real are pies? pies? I think they do bake real pies because then you can buy. Yeah, because because that was like one of their things was that yeah. you can like buy pies. That's like the, the new show. theater thing now is selling food. Yeah. Oklahoma, you get chili. The Oklahoma that fucks sells chili, right. which is a weird vibe Oklahoma. for such a sexy show. I know, true. <laughs> Just chomping on chili because like if there were a food that was like the least sexy mm-hmm. food. Chili is that food. Chili's up there. Yeah. For certainly. (laughs) Speaking of, R.I.P., tonight's our last performance. Oh, it is? It is. It closed. I never saw it. I never saw it. I'm devastated. Should we not do this? Should we? Yeah, I think we need to. Should we shut down the podcast and just go? Yeah, I think we should go right now. Mitch, just. Just cut all this. Just cut this. We're going. Okay. Okay. So, yes, it's very, um, pies are the through line here. Yes. It's great. We love uh, they actually, I was reading online that they actually brought in um, New York City bakers, like people like who owned bakeries, oh, cool. um, and they taught the actors how to Make actually pie. bake pie because yeah, Jenna Jenna does have to like on stage like fold and, fold the dough and like make an actual pie on stage. Yeah, so they like brought people in to like teach her how to do that. Pie is hard to make. Yeah, I have a good story about that, but. No, please tell I don't us. Don't think I can tell it on air. <laughs> if we could talk about Maddie's exploding lizard. Yeah, but Maddie told that story, and this is a story um wherein someone else makes a mistake and I am just witness to oh, it. Oh, okay. Um I'll tell you off mic. Okay. We'll release that story for Patreon subscribers. <laughs> Patreon subscribers only. Thank um, you. Okay, so Jenna is a waitress and an expert pie baker at Joe's Diner, and the Wikipedia entry says in the American South, which, again, as we've discussed, they're in Missouri. I would disagree that I get it below the Bible Belt. Springfield, we're talking, that's Bible Belt. I mean, that I could is see techni- that being is the that American South. Is that technically South of the Mason-Dixon line? Yes. Yeah, so that's considered the South. But... 
I know Missouri I know is basically the middle of the country. There are a lot of Southerners that are having that would disagree <laughs> yes. strongly. Yeah, we are in the Southeastern Conference in football, so technically we are in the South. You know, I don't care about that. <laughs> yes, but it is important for geography. Okay. Uh, Missouri is technically the very middle of the country because it's it's not the Midwest. It's not the South. It's just there. <laughs> Let's talk about how much Missouri sucks. All right. This is a crime to invite an Illinoisian? Illinois, Il- I have no idea. An Illini into my own home <laughs> and have them trash my state in this way is a crime. I'm being crumbed. Okay. I used to, I I was a Missouri resident for four years. Doesn't count. <laughs> uh, just recently there, I think today there's been a picture circulating Twitter of America based on like an Instagram poll okay. of what states hate what other states. Yeah. And uh, before I even looked at it, I knew it was going to be Missouri hates Kansas okay. and Kansas hates Missouri. And it was. <laughs> They're like the only two people referenced. <laughs> It's a very funny map that it's like any state that's is within that either borders California or is in within one state of bordering California all hate California. Okay, that makes sense. California, Alaska and one other place, probably the big ones that are fighting for land rights, um, hate Texas, which is classic. Of course. New Jersey hates everyone. Yeah. Um, New York hates New Jersey. Yeah. I think there's a it's like. Illinois hates Indiana. Yeah, Indiana fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. It folks. just makes me laugh because I was like immediately like, yeah, of course Missouri hates Kansas. Like I was raised that way. Yeah. Truly. Well, I mean, also, you know, the Civil War, but it's fine. I mean, yeah, it's spread <laughs> into us. But please don't lump me in with the Missouri side of the Civil War. We don't come out looking great. No, not really. <laughs> very, very bad, actually. Okay, so we're in the diner. Jenna's making pies. She makes a fresh pie every day for the diner. Okay, yes. so yes, my main question for this opening number mm-hmm. is she saying blueberry bacon or blueberry baking? I think it's blueberry bacon. Okay. B A C O N. Because I was like, because of the accent, I'm like, what is she yeah. saying? <laughs> we actually do have the technology to know what she's saying by just Googling the lyrics. I don't think that that exists. <laughs> and I, if you tell me, I will not trust it i need a cd with the little with the booklet pull, out. Yeah, pull yeah, yeah. out and that is the lyric for the song yes is that opening up uh yeah it is opening up sorry i wasn't talking into the i mic. think i was i because now um because you can like listen to music through apple tv and i was listening blueberry bacon uh is blueberry bacon 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 <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Um, Continue. But uh, I don't know if that combination sounds good. It's sweet and salty. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's America and everyone loses their GD minds for bacon. Yeah, literally. Like, um, bacon? And are you? Yeah, I'll have that. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Like, (laughs) is it bacon wrapped bacon? Like, yeah, that sounds great. An enigma. Um... (laughs) A mystery. <laughs> a mystery. The characters, we should probably introduce some of these yeah. people. Um, She works at Joe's Diner. Her uh-huh. name, the lead is Jenna. Uh, her boss is Cal. And she works with waitresses Becky and Dawn. Yes. Um. Then she almost barfs. Mm-hmm. A classic sign of pregnancy. Yeah. Um. This- I know that when I see a woman barfing, I'm like, 
She's pregnant. She's pregnant. I don't care that it's three o'clock in the morning. I don't care what the context is. There is (laughs) on the side of the road. Exactly. It's three o'clock in the morning. She's puking in the bathroom in Marie's crisis. She's in a body con dress. Exactly. I'm like, "Mm, she's she's pregnant. That's a mom. That is fully a mother. (laughs) So she takes a pregnancy test, which unfortunately does come back positive, despite them singing a song called The Negative. The Negative. And that is proof that manifestation doesn't work for everyone. That's correct. So you heard it here first, folks. Uh, I did want to say that um, opening up is like one of my favorite opening numbers for yeah. a musical. Just, not just because it's like super catchy and super bouncy and fun. All of these songs are a bop. so good. Um, good. Sarah Bareilles really knocks it out. She's of the park an with incredible this. songwriter. Yeah, and I it, it's also really cool because like her pop sound is also very evident throughout the, yeah. the entire album. Which, but it's not like annoying. But yeah, not in a way that it seems actively. Uh, I would not say it's like Dear Evan Hansen, which feels very pop musical to me. This feels, I don't know, I think there's enough Southern elements that it sort of um, tempers the pop aspect of it. But I also wanted to say that um, I think it's like one of the most perfect opening numbers because it establishes who every character, what every character Mm -hmm. is and what they want or like what. Realistic way. Exactly. And like what they want and what their like whole deal is in the manner of like three minutes. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's great. It's so efficient and effective. Mm-hmm. It also introduces us to um, like the regulars of the diner, right. just the day-to-day goings-on, what everyone's whole attitude is towards yeah. everyone else. I think it does a really nice job establishing Jenna as a character that we ultimately do root for, but yeah. who is not like immediately likable. Yeah, exactly. I think she's really nice i don't want to say anti-hero because it's not that but it's very she's not like three bucks two bags one me exactly yeah she's like fuck you man i was up at 4 a.m baking these pies and not have to be on my feet all day and my husband sucks exactly and like that is kind of the thing like you do root for jenna but she makes some really questionable decisions <laughs> she's <laughs> she makes, making choices she makes capital c <laughs> choices in this musical she really is that's copyright tatiana yeah that is correct <laughs> Um, so the pregnancy test comes back positive due to a drunken night with her abusive husband, Earl. (coughs) I'm Uh, sorry, I'm getting over my yearly (laughs) cough attacks. (laughs) We'll allow it. (laughs) Earl comes to the diner and suggests he may make Jenna quit and give up her passion for baking. Um, Earl's just the worst. He's the worst. I'm sorry, you cannot have a character in any form of media that is named Earl and have him be a good person. The Dixie person. Chicks wrote about this in their Thank titular you. song Thank Goodbye you. Earl. All Earls are bad. All Earls are bad. I'm including no you. My name what. is Earl. Exactly. And Second he's time also, this has been referenced that's on the like, show. <laughs> exactly. But like that's isn't the whole impetus of my name is Earl like he's he a almost, bad person. He's, he's a bad person amends. and he's making amends <laughs> yes. for all the shit that he's done. Because yeah, he like, loses a lottery ticket and he's like oh I have bad karma because I've been a horrible person. Exactly. So like yeah. That is just proving our thesis. As I was reading... <laughs> the, the thesis of this musical, of this podcast, is that... Earls are bad. Earls are bad. <laughs> True. In in hierarchy and in the name. Like, mm. both the the lordship of an earl and the name earl. Very bad. We don't, I forgot that we earls, don't earls are part of <laughs> earl a lordship. Um, so I was reading through the Wikipedia and reading through the critical response. Because so often I've said, this show was a flop and it like wasn't. Uh, this it's my show, favorite thing to do. The show did kind of get like mixed reviews though, didn't it? It did, which I think is strange, but I really wanted to point out this since we're discussing Earl and yeah. how terrible he is. Um that 
I'm assuming this is when it's in its workshop run because this is the Boston production for Variety. The critic said, um, making Earl so relentlessly horrible makes Jenna's inability to leave him not just indecisive, but something more worrisome. And I just want to (laughs) say. Go off. Man, that is what abusive relationships are. Right. You dumb dickhead. And the entire musical is built around her trying to leave To write that into a review for Variety. Yeah. And be so... I want you to know that the man who wrote this is named Frank Rizzo. Uh, I knew, it, you, I knew it was a Frank. You I could, knew it was you a man. Could feel the Frank energy coming out of that. I knew it was a man. <laughs> I like. Sorry, I just finished this book called In the Dream House, and it is a memoir of an abusive queer relationship, which is super interesting. interesting. Really turns the narrative of abuse on its head. Yeah, but like, I want to read that. Abu- just- just it's so on know. my shelf. I love that. Um, <laughs> I'm also supposed to send it to Becky. We can get this. Out. Oh, my God. Oh Becky, my God. I'm sorry. I haven't mailed it to you yet. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Okay. So, but I think it's really important to discuss, like, and what I think the show does a really nice job of is it's not easy to leave a person. Right. Especially, so. Especially when you don't have. Southern accents yeah. being ind- indicative of poverty. But the point is she is poor. She's a waitress in a diner. Right. She doesn't make a lot of money. She has no financial stability outside mm-hmm. of him. Later on in the show, he comes to the diner and takes all of the money that she's made, all right. of her tips. She's having to like hide the tips yeah. or, like that she's making. She's only giving him half of her tips so right. she can put some away so she can leave him. And then he ends up finding them right. at the end and like she claims it's for the baby and they have this whole big fight and it's really horrible. But I just think it's so irresponsible to (laughs) write a review. That's like, it's crazy that this guy was so mean. It makes it hard to believe that this woman wouldn't just immediately leave him. And it's like, what an obtuse understanding of abusive relationships. Exactly. And Oh God. It made me very mad. I was immediately just like, what how do you anyway so the point is (laughs) this is an abusive relationship this is i think a really interesting and accurate depiction of an abusive relationship yes where clearly one partner once out is making choices to try and get herself out but is also having to deal with her day-to-day life right and the fact that she's now pregnant and has another complicating matters exactly exactly so, just want to say, um, screw off, Frank Rizzo. I'm <laughs> mad at you. This is an anti-Frank Rizzo podcast. podcast. I just think that's insane to print that. Yeah, and it really nobody is. Nobody was like... And nobody's going to help Frank, her? Frank, that's what abuse is. That is fully abuse. Stupid, like... Blah! Okay. I know. Anyway, so her husband is abusive. Then he comes to the diner, says he's going to make her quit, takes her tips that she's earned from working so far that day, which is... A really nice way to establish that this is a regular thing that he does. Yes, absolutely. Um, Just like the way that they key in to Earl being so shitty so immediately, I think is really, really well done. And it's not really graphic and it's not Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, I got like, I'm pregnant because he raped me. Like, it's not that serious. It's like, no, I got drunk and like I had sex with him willingly. Right. Like I was being like, I made a dumb mistake. I don't know. I just really like that it walks that line of like these people are in a relationship. Right. Abuse is really great. It's a really gray area. Not a gray area. Like right. abuse is abuse. But like when you're in an abusive relationship, it it's very the the waters get muddied. Exactly. And I one of the things that I really like about the book of this musical is that like it 
pretty much just puts you in the middle of the action. Oh yeah, you're like in it immediately. You're in it immediately, and the like you said, they do the small like characteristic things that are not like large moments mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to establish who these these people are, and you pick up on that really easily. Yeah, without that it having to be like her going home and him like hitting her. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like never you, like that. Exactly. There's like, I think there's only ever one time it's a, in the show where like he's about to get physical, get physical. with her and she says, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's nice. Not nice. <laughs> it's good to feel like it's not really um, after school specially yes. and it's not preaching to you. Right. It's like, this guy's kind of a dip. He's kind of a jerk. She clearly doesn't like him. And then, the reveals are nice and well paced right. and we're like oh he's not nice to her oh they don't have yeah. a good relationship oh this is abusive oh she can't get out right it's just a nice pacing that I, is, I really enjoy this is what happens when you have an all-women creative team <laughs> writing stories about women it's incredible <laughs> it's amazing how well that works i mean <laughs> i do think all of the women are so 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 well written yes um and i want to jump ahead a little bit like I, shout out to Sarah Burrells for writing a stalker song that is so cute and yes! so catchy. I love Ogie. She really, um, baby, it's cold outside at me. Oh, she fully did. <laughs> Where I feel like in ten years the discourse is going to be like, um, never ever like that song is about stalking, and we're all going to have like <laughs> thoughts about it. Yeah, but for now, it's a damn bop, it and it makes him bop. come off so cute oh he's adorable i love <laughs> Ogie. um i did want to say that i think for this show being about what it is they make it so damn funny it's yes it's very very good like the comedy is very very um like forefront yeah they they don't hide from the jokes or anything mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that and it's kind of a nice refreshing like uh take on yeah uh a very serious matter in a way that it doesn't in my opinion, undercut the exactly. dramatic tension and the emotional like uh, impact. Yeah, absolutely, and I I just really like it, and I and I definitely, especially in the second act when they do the bad idea reprise, yeah, like the most visual gags in probably the entire song. Yes, yeah, yeah, the choreography yeah. there is so so oh, good, it's so great. Um, <clears throat> going back, so she finds out she's pregnant, but Jenna decides not to tell her husband that she's pregnant, right. Which is an interesting choice. Just gonna let him think she's getting <laughs> like gaining weight. Yeah. Um it's very much the Matilda where at the beginning of the musical where the mom is like uh, where the doctor's like, Do you do you know what's wrong with you? She's fully nine months pregnant. <laughs> and she's like, I don't know, is it gas? <laughs> I feel that deeply. Um in my brain it just went on a tangent and then immediately it was like, you can't do this you can't keep doing this. i'm sorry i think you can to quote connor Elliott, we can't keep doing we this can't keep episode. doing this every episode <laughs> i would love to get that on a drop just you we can't we can't do this every episode <laughs> oh yes you're right um at the obgyn jenna is taunted by the other pregnant women in club knocked up and meets the hot doctor from connecticut hot doctor that is I love that they made him doctor. from connecticut so we know he's very smart yeah and <laughs> probably rich oh yeah loaded um but doing clinic work in missouri for reasons unknown yeah um she explains she doesn't want the baby but she is going to have the baby and keep it um and then leaves the doctor with some pie 
That's not a euphemism. It's a real pie. Yet. And <laughs> even though he's off sugar, much like me, solidarity with Dr. Potmer. Love Whole30. Um, <laughs> he eats it and he's like, this is incredible. What a delicious pie, which is just proof that he hasn't had sugar in a long time. Because, Literally, when yeah. when you do Whole30, it's like the minute your little rat brain gets any yeah, ounce of sugar, sugar, like you, you I've been fucking going, go insane. I've been going like hog wild for fruit. I'm like, oh yeah. my God, have you ever eaten a pear? Mitch is like, you are insane. <laughs> like, but they're so incredible. Can you believe birds get to eat this for free? Birds get to birds eat fruit for free. How lucky are they? Yeah, because they work for the bourgeoisie. Like <laughs> I'm so jealous. Fruit's delicious, sugars and everything. We're slaves to the beverage. Yeah, that's anyway. correct. Um, but no, like fully, we get it. And it is very understandable why he falls in love with her because if you give a person who has not had sugar, sugar. It's like giving a horse sugar. Now it's your horse and you've tamed it. Exactly. That's how they tame horses. If you give a horse a sugar, it it will will get in bed with you. (laughs) Honestly, God, if someone like fully start to finish baked me a pie, I would probably run away with them. Yeah, I fully would too. Michael Arden style. Run away with me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Go off. Okay. I know musicals. Wow. And I can do references. Just wow, kidding. Wow, I've wow, never wow. seen that musical and I never will. I don't think anybody ever has. Mm, I don't think so either. <laughs> uh, so eventually Joe, the diner owner, finds out she's pregnant, which... <laughs> okay. Uh, I love that the diner owner finds out that... That is extremely small town, yeah. though. Like, two people know, so now the entire town knows. Of course. That's just how it works yeah also they're openly talking about taking a pregnancy test in the bathroom of this diner right so to be fair they are making these choices for themselves um and then in one of my favorite tropes of all time the diner owner's like guess what there's a big contest that will save the day if you enter (laughs) yes (laughs) and obviously you have the talent to win Uh um i love that there's a local pie baking contest with a large reward which would allow her to leave her husband very funny to me coming from a small town in Missouri. Right. Um, like there's contests that we occasionally have at the fair where you can enter, you know, like photos or quilts you've made mm-hmm. and you do not win cash prizes. You win ribbons. <laughs> That's it. Because we're a small poor town and we can't afford a right. large cash reward well this is springfield missouri and that's the that's big not city. a small town frankly <laughs> to me it is the big city there's like uh, if there's more than a hundred thousand people in your town that's a that's a city that me. is a city okay thank you yeah a big city yeah which is like that's small <laughs> okay well i came from 2500 people so that that a hundred thousand people is a yeah lot of people. that's fully a city that okay, is fully a city. <clears throat> Columbia you. has more than 100,000 people, and that's considered a city. It was a big city to me. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go one step bigger. New York, baby. <laughs> <laughs> one step bigger. That's how it goes. New York City, Columbia, Columbia. Montgomery City. Exactly. <laughs> those are the only options. <laughs> um, there's that's, nothing that's the, in Those are the only things that matter <laughs> in this world. You heard levels. it here first, LA. <laughs> go fuck yourself. It's not London, Paris, Milan. It's New York, Columbia, Montgomery. <laughs> Um, I'm going to make a shirt for myself that says that. Exactly. Uh, so he's like, I think we should sell, I think we should sell that shirt. I think we should do merch. (laughs) It's funny to know people. Um, she is like, okay, maybe I'll enter this pie contest. Um, Dawn, one of the waitresses has turned to online dating 
but is terrified of what could happen. Same. Uh, Connor, did you feel personally attacked when she said he could be colorblind think, and was saying it as a negative? I think that <laughs> she's on to something. You cannot okay. trust, trust those rat bitches. Who can't tell you what color shirt you're wearing. can't tell you what color shirt you're wearing. And honestly, I am one of those rat bitches. <laughs> and <Same> I <laughs> will say that one of us always tells lies and one of us always tells the truth and you'll never know which. <laughs> you'll never know which. They cannot accurately tell you if you look good when they can't see what you're wearing. I can't wearing. even tell myself if I look good. <laughs> Connor, Are you kidding? Connor has to just granimals all of his clothing where it's like, <laughs> put the polka dots with the polka dots. If this tag has an L on it, it can be worn with any other thing that has an L on it. My my grandpa was also colorblind and they had to put they had to like label his shirts. <laughs> yeah. So that he could he would could see what color it was. Yes. Um I have had multiple instances where um I have tried to wear things that did not match. That was fun. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Um and I also had uh, a couple of instances where I would freak people out uh-huh. by asking them what colors things were and they were like what are you talking about? <laughs> what why can't you see the color? Why like, would anyone freak out about that? That's like very literally, bizarre. like people are just like they go, and then you tell them that you're colorblind, and they go fucking hog wild. <laughs> <laughs> like they fucking lose their goddamn That's minds. Weird. They're, they're just, like, like showing you colors, literally, like, What's this? and What's it's like this? it's like I can see color, I just can't see some colors. <laughs> like it's fucking wild. I it's the stupidest disability on the planet. <laughs> Well, just so you know, you're not allowed to take my dog's chair with that disability. <laughs> Christ. My eyes don't work. <laughs> um, this is a really fun song. Uh, Kamiko Glenn, who I knew from Orange is the New Black. Yes. She plays, um, oh God, what's So-so. her name? So-so. Yeah. She's incredible in this uh, in in this show and on this cast recording. I yeah. really, really enjoy her. This is a really fun song um, that just illuminates everyone's fears about online dating yeah. and dating in general. I exactly. think not even online dating, just the being vulnerable with another person. Yeah. Devastating. Absolutely. It's, <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> and yet we crave it. And yet we crave it. Uh, Father, I crave violence. Um, <laughs> So Jenna runs into Hot Doctor at the bus stop. He's like, wow, your pie is so delicious. Uh, it could win contests and ribbons and things, which is an appropriate award for a pie, not $10,000. Right. Um, also, you can hear this doctor's boner through the music. He is hard for pie. He is going to stick his dick in a he pie. He erect. Um, <laughs> it was fully like a, you heard that thing hit the ground the zip um (laughs) jenna arrives home to learn that her dumb husband earl has been fired he berates her and his anger almost turns physical and this is the point where we're like oh he's not just a ding dong bad guy controlling he's horrible right um and then she's like wait stop i'm pregnant um and he immediately is like Oh my God, baby, sweetie, honey, I love you. Right. Promise, this is insane. Promise that you won't <laughs> love insane. this child more than me. Right. Wild. A weird thing to say. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's a weird thing to request, yeah, I think. It is. Well, because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it is truly, clearly, I think that. I mean, obviously, just be- moments before he has almost hit her. So we know yeah. he's abusive. But I think that's a really interesting um, highlight of 
emotional abuse. Yes. Where his first concern is not that she's pregnant and like, oh, I need to get my act together for this child. Right. But, oh, no, here's something she might love more than me. Exactly. And like the fear of that truly right. like, shaking him to his Which core. comes out in his song, um, You Will Still Be Mine. Yeah. Like it's so possessive yes. of her. Mm-hmm. And and she clearly does not love him regardless. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's so wild that he's like, promise you won't love this kid more than me. Like right. she could just love it and still love it more than you. Exactly. <laughs> a regular small amount. A, re- a regular small <laughs> amount of love is more than love that she has for him. True. Jenna tells Don and Becky her play intention the pie contest and use the winnings to leave Earl for a new life with the baby. And all three waitresses um, are dreaming their dreams of a better life. That song is so sweet. It's really nice. But it's also kind of sad. It's very dev- it's yeah, devastating. It's devastating. It's very clear that none of these people want to be in the situations. Yeah, that they're princes in. That they are in. Um, but it's a stable place. Mm-hmm. Or semi-stable, I guess. I mean, like, how stable is a waitressing in a diner? Right. But it's a job and it's money in your pocket at the end of the day. And it's good for now. Right. And it's a very, um, the somewhere of green, somewhere that's green of it all. Where they're just trying to imagine a better life for themselves. Well, they also, they also talk a lot about, like, the idea of, like, she's happy enough. Yeah. Where yeah, it's like, it's and that's like, it's really, really hard. And uh, this, the whole impetus of the song is like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, it's, I'm happy enough, and like having a dream is nice, but it doesn't mean that doesn't keep a roof over your head, yeah. and doesn't put food in your belly, right? Exactly, and it's like devastating. Woof. <laughs> um, we're almost tired too, so we're gonna speed through this last bit. Uh, Jenna decides to give Earl only half of her earnings and hiding the other half in order to save up to enter the pie contest. Oh yeah. And then we meet Ogie. Oh, what a sweetie. The clogging nightmare man of my dreams. Uh, Never ever getting rid of me. It's, I truly, it's such a fun song. It's so fun. Forever means you're never, ever, ever getting rid of me. Yeah. It's just like, it's a bop. I I thought it was fun to call a cat a can of fish. Like, (laughs) so good. It's really good. I love it. It's a stalking song, but it's very fun. Fully a stalking song. (laughs) Yeah, he's a nerd. Yeah. I'm obsessed with him. But then they find out that they both like American Revolutionary War reenactments. That's And upsetting. that's how they fall in love. Better than Civil War reenactors? Yes. Like if I had to rank people who like reenacting war. Agreed. Which is... Um, Bonkers. Y- seek help for that condition. Exactly. I would say I prefer American Revolution over, <laughs> over Civil, Civil War. War. Because at least, I guess in the American Revolution, everyone's like fighting... For independence. For independence. I mean, I have a lot of feelings about the American Revolution that we just can't get into right now. We don't have the time. We'll save that for Hamilton. But in the Civil War, like, one of you is rooting for racism. Yeah. (laughs) Do you understand? I did get in trouble for um, subtweeting a former sorority sister. Uh, I mean, she's, I guess, still my sorority sister. We're well, both still yeah. alumnus of the <laughs> This is going to be like, I don't think, I think that is like a um, a cult you signed yeah, for the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but uh, she posted a picture of her husband who was wearing like a Dixie cap and they were like at a Civil War reenactment. And she's like, so proud of him and like hashtag like stars and bars or some shit. And I was like, your husband's a racist and you're also a racist. <laughs> And then, like, it got back to her, and she, like, Facebook messaged me and was like, I can't believe you would say this. And I was like, well, it's true. It's true. (laughs) It's true. Actually, I apologize. I feel bad now. Like, 
now me 2020 me would have been like fuck you right the confederates were fighting for slavery screw you and she was like it's being proud of your history and like, that is not correct the swamps of florida please get out of my face with your history anyway the point is i think war reenactors are very crazy yeah. but i guess american revolution is fine um for sure jenna makes an OBGYN appointment <laughs> and then she makes out with her doctor which is interesting. Having a relationship with the doctor who stares into your vagina is a choice, I think. I don't know what that feels like, so <laughs> can't really speak to that. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. I will say, though, this song is a goddamn bop. <laughs> it's great. Bad it is idea such is a good song. very good. It is so good. I listen to it. A great end to act Oh, my one. God. So perfect. And I really love it because it's like a love song between the two of them, but it's them rationalizing yeah. their horrible this choice. choice. Because uh, I don't know if we mentioned this. Dr. Potomer is married. Is married. They're both like, and, and Jenna's also married. So mm-hmm. they're, they're essentially being like, well, it's a bad idea, but I really want to fuck. <laughs> but I'm horned. I am Horniness. very horned. <laughs> and this time. And this time it's war- it's warranted. It's warranted. <laughs> you're not allowed to be horny when you're married. <laughs> That's the law. When you get married, you're not allowed to be horny. I'm, I'm pretty sure that is the law. <laughs> It's not. This is so much deeper than... <laughs> this is the take I get canceled for. Yeah, not absolutely. the dog take. Not the dog take. This take. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with Act 2. We're back from break. <laughs> Um, okay, so we nailed this timing. Yeah, um, perfect. We're starting Act Two. Literally starting Act Two. Let's do it. So Jenna has just hooked up with Hot Doctor, <clears throat> and um, then she comes back to the diner and finds Becky, her other coworker, yeah. making out with Cal, her boss. Right, who's like the cook. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, Becky is married, but she is unashamed of making out with the <laughs> dirty old diner. Yeah. Her situation is really interesting because they never really explain it. No. But there's something going on because she talks about like how she had to like come back to the home to the town. Mm-hmm. And she had like another life planned. Yeah. And then and she like it didn't happen. It didn't like something happened and she had to come back and like now she's also unhappily married. Yeah. I don't know. But her situation is interesting because they never really like give you enough detail. Mm-mm. You just know that she's having an affair with the diner yeah. cook. And very unapologetic about it. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. I think. I and but <clears throat> it's an incredible song. Oh, it's great. And it's sung on the cast recording by Kayla Seattle. Yeah. And she's that's how you Amazing. say her name, right? Uh, Kayla, Kayla Settle. 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 Sorry, yeah. Kayla Settle. Um, she is amazing. She's great as showman, right? Yes. Yes. She's Amazing. so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And that song is so, so good. It's She's incredible. Yeah. yeah. It, oh, my God. We love, we love her. This is <laughs> we, now a Kayla Settle stand podcast. <laughs> um. So then after she sings the song, everyone's like, you know what? We're just going to keep fucking having affairs (laughs) um which is great because then we get bad idea reprise which is so fucking funny 
because they so like Dr. Pomodor and Jenna mm-hmm. start hooking up in the uh, doctor's office doctor's office and they keep doing like physical bits with the pies as like yes. sexual and on the gurney and on the gurney yeah, yeah. like spinning it around yeah like 69ing at one point didn't they like, I think or so, they yeah. imply it if they don't there's do there's definitely a point where um they use a pie as a metaphor for him eating her out yes which is very funny incredible um and they it's like the most visual and physical bits yeah. in a song um in it's the entire show very funny very very funny because then as they're fucking um you like on tracks mm-hmm. um Becky and Cal are brought out and mm-hmm. you see them fucking on like one of the diner counters yeah. and then Ogi and, and Don come out and like they're wearing like revolutionary war costumes and they're fucking yeah. like in a rocking chair. It's very fucking funny. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's a great way to just be like, okay, everyone's doing their own thing. Yeah. Like Don and Ogi are fine to yeah. do whatever they want. Even but it's, it's weird. I think it's really great because I think at one point it's just Dawn. You just see Dawn coming mm-hmm. out. And then like at one point in the song, Ogie like pops out from under her dress. Yes. Because it's a big <laughs> yeah, like, it's like a It's like a dress. hoop skirt yes. kind of situation. And you don't know he's under there yes. until he pops out. It's incredible gag. Uh, we love. Chef's kiss. Um, so <laughs> then um, after the song, Jenna's like, maybe this is a. Uh, as I've sung, bad idea. Yeah. Um, and wonders if it's a mistake, but the doctor is like, this is such a good song. Um, but it's not great context. <laughs> Don't love it, but it is nice. The, you matter to me. The song fucks me. It's up. devastating. Literally, like uh, we were talking, we were texting about this <laughs> last night, and then Meryl made a very, very good point. A claim. It's a letter song, yes. and literally any letter song in a musical yeah. is fucking devastating devastating. including what is this feeling (laughs) once i remembered what is this feeling i was like i should amend this uh any letter song from a parent to a child is devastating billy elliot oh billy elliot that letter song hurts me physically i physically painful for me to hear i i can't listen to that song without fucking sobbing like literally so sad the very first time I heard it, I was, this has nothing to do with Waitress. It's all about Billy Elliot now. Yeah, of course. Um, I was, I saw it performed in Chicago and I saw it with my mom and I was sitting right next to my mom and then they started singing the letter song and I just grabbed her hand and I didn't let go the entire time and I was just sobbing. It's so, so sad. So sad. Moms love babies. Uh. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find um, this though. I do want to say you matter and also bad idea. Um, Basically, any song that Dr. Pomodoro or Ogie song- sings um, is proof that Sarah Bareilles hates men. <laughs> True. Because these songs are so fucking high. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how anybody sings them. Even Ogie's song is, like, deceptively... Dig down and squeeze. Yeah. And, and then you can hit the high notes. Uh-huh. Um, they, got a, they got a tuck. <laughs> that's true uh so just the letter part of it so this part's spoken the the it is a love song from the doctor to jenna like reassuring her don't worry i love like you are important in my life this isn't just an affair um it's such a beautiful like simple song it's not really sweeping or anything it's really plain and i like it a lot but um the letter 
dear baby, I hope someday somebody wants to hold you for 20 minutes straight. It's just like so. so And especially when you put it in the context of like Jenna's story and it's like and her relationship, Mm -hmm. it's like devastating. And I think it's interesting to want because she doesn't want the baby. She is having the baby. But throughout the pregnancy, she's very like, yeah. This baby is a complication in her life and she's not sure how she feels about it. Mm -hmm. And so it's such an interesting moment where she's like, I don't want you, but I want you to have a better life than what I have. And I hope. And it's so funny because it's like that would be like a mom would hold their baby. I don't know. I just like that interesting dynamic. I never even thought of that. That's what your mom does when you're little and you're right. like, I get what she's, she's meaning in a romantic right. context, but it is like a very motherly thing to just like hold yeah. your child and love them. And like, they're not, they're just going to hold you and make sure you're okay. Yeah. But she doesn't see herself as that the person who would person that. providing that for her child. Right. <clears throat> Again, she is speaking romantically and yes. that in itself is devastating. But I think that that part of it is so interesting where she's like, yeah, she just kind of others this baby. I, I don't think she thinks about it like, yeah, as my child. My it's child. just like a thing that's happening right. to her and she's reconciling with it. And it's such an interesting uh, tone throughout the show. Yeah, that's really interesting. I never even like put that together um, yeah. with the, the mother aspect of it. And now that you mentioned the othering, it's because she writes a second letter mm-hmm. about the crib and yeah. In both of the letters, she never says, like, dear daughter or dear son or anything. Mm-hmm. She just says baby. Yeah, dear like, baby. It's very much an othering. Yeah. That's such not an interesting... my baby, right. not, like, my darling, my... Like, right. It's very... And it's not, like... It's not, I love you so much. It's not yeah. the thing you would expect an expecting mother to mm-hmm. be emoting towards her child. Yeah. It's very stark, I think. Oh, for sure. In a... In a interesting way not yeah, in a like not she's a bad a person way. way right yeah um so that is somehow i i've gone back to act one incorrect <laughs> no because now we're um at love you like a table <laughs> just a psycho song psychotic so oh we're back to don and ogie we're back to don and ogie they're they're the getting OG married <laughs> og ship yeah. we love them very much um and i don't fully get this song <laughs> Strange. I'm like, bitch, can't you love me like a new house? Like, please. <laughs> don't get me a table. Um, <laughs> I don't. It's so weird. But it fits like they're weird, the two characters really well. Yeah. I love you like a table. My legs were carved for you. I think it's, I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen the show, but I think he's like casting around for like a yeah. thing that he loves her like. Like it's, these are his vows. Yes. Yes. And I think you're right. He's like, because they get married in the diner. Yeah. <laughs> Psychotic. <Obviously>. Incredible. Psychotic. <laughs> and he's like looking at her and he's like looking around the room and then he sees a table and he's like, I love you like a table. Yeah. I love you like a table. Yeah. That's what I love. Um, <laughs> truly line is I'm wood and your glue cover me with stuff. <laughs> Amazing. We love um ogie forever you're the love of my life ogie og we love (laughs) 
uh, come through. At the reception, Jenna asks Cal, that's the boss who's making out with Becky, uh, if despite his affair, he's truly happy. And he responds that, as we said before, he is happy enough. Yeah. Um, Which is like a running through line of the show. Yeah, it's it's really it's sad. <laughs> it makes me really sad. It is. It is really sad. Uh, this is fine. Like I've achieved stasis right. in a way that is fine for me. Yeah, basically. And but it, but this sparks Jenna to to question whether she's okay with happy enough. Right. Sort of um, kicks off the internal turmoil she's about to like even more it was gonna ramp up even more um which is about to come to a head it's tough so joe the old man who owns the diner tells jenna that he you know like his hopes from for her like yes i hope that you have a good like yeah i want good things for you he's crabby and kind of like yeah doesn't really talk but he and jenna get along yeah because he like there's a point at the beginning of the show that establishes that he whenever he comes to the diner he always wants jenna to be his waitress yes yeah um and it's not like a creepy no it's a like thing it's like a we get along we know each other but they're not friendly i wouldn't say it's very she doesn't put up with his shit yes yeah yeah and he still gives her shit yeah Um, I did write down that Take It From An Old Man is the bathroom song. If, yeah, 100%. If it's, uh, it's the Joel Grey song. It is the Joel Grey song. <laughs> but the problem is that... We need that song. You need that song because uh, Joe <laughs> is the deus ex machina, yeah, yeah. if you will. So pee at your own risk. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you can pee, but you need to understand that this is the only relationship development we're going to get that will justify the ending. Exactly. <laughs> pee at your own risk i love that it is the bathroom song it's a bummer but it is every musical needs one and joel gray will always sing it joel gray will always be the bathroom song (laughs) um earl drags jenna home from the wedding um and uncovers the money she's been hiding so he like basically storms into the diner and is like come home i found out your secret um and confronts her about the money that she's been secreting away she pretends like it's for the baby, which in a way it is. It is. It's for her to escape. Yeah. Not specifically for like baby things. Right. But like, um, and this is like enough to not get her hit, but like right. still Earl leaves and takes all of the money. Yeah. And leaves her mm-hmm. like basically broke. Yeah. Um, He doesn't like leave her. He just leaves the apartment to ostensibly spend the money. Right. Which is devastating um leading to a song that will <gasps> make me cry every time i listened to it in the shower this morning and cried yeah <laughs> truly yeah. Just, it's so devastating i listened to it twice last night and <laughs> cried both times yeah you have to yeah so she breaks down lamenting her long lost control over her life in she used to be mine <laughs> i did write down that this song is life comes at you fast <laughs> In song form. True. <laughs> like, oh boy, this is the regrets. Yeah. <laughs> My regrets. Um, just like, this is not who I thought that I was going to be. This right. is not who I used to be. I used to know who I was and what I was about. And somewhere along the way that got lost. Yeah. Um, and kind of re-centers her, like, I think a little bit. Yeah. I think this is the first sign of emotion we see um towards the baby so right before this is that letter you mentioned where she's like dear baby ask me the story of how we first bought your first crib and then um she says um the we bought your crib with the money that i was going to use to buy us a a new new life life. oh 
oh god i just got chills and i'm like (laughs) it's so sad it is fuck you frank rizzo like how dare you say that it's unbelievable that she doesn't leave her i'm mad i know i'm mad um but yeah and she used to be mine it's lamenting like the person that you never got to be right um and then also being like and now it's interesting she gets kind of mad at the baby a little bit yeah for the first time we feel that like emotion and i yeah i really like that it's would be it i can't imagine how scary it is absolutely even if you want to be pregnant much less if you don't right um this is gonna like change your life if it already like if it hasn't already yeah irrevocably like there's no coming back from this and like whether or not you're prepared it's happening yeah i think she's kind of realizing that she's very pregnant by the way yes like this this. months have passed she is, is yeah about to pop yeah um it's like nearing the end. Yeah, and I think she's realizing she needs to have some sort of feeling towards this yeah, baby. Yeah. Uh she then goes into labor during the contraction ballet, which is such an interesting song to put on the soundtrack. Yeah. To put on the cast recording, because it's just breathing. Right. And music. And music. And there's not there even in when you see it on stage, there's yeah, no just breathing and music. It's just breathing and but music. But at least you're yeah. seeing like because she's like on a gurney, right? Yeah. She it, it's just like getting wheeled into yeah, a hospital. Yeah, essentially. We understand what's happening visually, but I think to have that just on the cast recording right. is an odd choice. I don't know. <laughs> Very much so. I thought it was strange. Um she sees Joe at the hospital on his way to surgery. He's not been sick to our knowledge yeah, at prior all. to this, um, but he knows he's dying, bold, um, <laughs> and gives her an envelope. But, you know, when you just like pass each other on the yeah. journeys in the hall and you're like, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> BT dubs, they let me hold letter on Letter for you. <laughs> letter. Um, Earl, the abusive husband, Becky and Don, the co-workers. I'm just reminding everyone. Yeah. Um, and even the hot doctor's wife. Yeah. Awkward. So awkward. She like walks in and she's like, I'm Dr. Pometer. And or and, and everyone's like, <gasps> gasp. Gasp. Didn't um, know we were going to meet she the wife. Also a doctor <laughs> yes. at the hospital. Insane. Literally. Um, They're all in the delivery room. And Jenna cries out in distress, giving birth in darkness. Um interesting yeah cut to <laughs> smash cut to she names her daughter lulu mm-hmm. terrible name um no offense <laughs> to any lulus out there <laughs> like lulu wow just drag this newborn I baby mean, go with lucy and call her lulu for short maybe jenna just really wanted to cash in on that lululemon money she was like she's like <laughs> i named my daughter lulu this is free advertising for you. You're welcome. Give you're me welcome. some of that money. Tag post on Insta. Tag post on Insta. Et cetera, et cetera. Jenna's be trying to make her daughter an influencer. She's becoming an influencer. Yeah, an absolutely. influencer mom. Yeah, a mommy blogger. Right. Um, I mean, she already bakes pies. Yeah, she's she's, she's like there. halfway there. Truly, she's got the blog part down. It's true. Um, Earl shows up. Oh, Earl's uh, there, and uh, then he's like, "Remember what I said? You can't love her more than me." Yeah, because you know she's like flooded with oxytocin, and she's like oh guess what i love this thing that just came out of me 
Um, and he's like, wait, no, you said you wouldn't do that. Oh, uh, devil. Damn it. <laughs> and foiled then again. foiled again by a baby. And Jenna, full of oxytocin in a small child, goes, get the hell out. I want a divorce. Yeah. And then she like, doesn't she like say, the next time I see you, I'm going to be running you over with a car? <laughs> yeah, because he starts to react um, poorly. Yeah. And she's like, if you touch me and if I ever see you again, if you come near me or my daughter, yeah. I will run you down with my car. And everyone's like, go off, Jenna. Yeah. Yes, queen. Everyone, and everyone's like, yes. And like, <laughs> everyone says, yes. <laughs> exactly. It's a real girl power moment. Someone goes, queen slay. <laughs> and then they like do a death drop on stage and everyone goes fucking yeah. wild. It's, it's just a stage full of Lagandra. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, doctor, the hot doctor visits Jenna alone in her room, uh, but Jenna refuses his kiss. Yep. Because um, she says, I'm not okay with being, being happy, happy enough. enough. Yeah. I yeah. want more for myself. I want t- to be happy. Yeah. Um, I can't just keep being who I am. And she makes all of this, um, all of these decisions before she opens the envelope, which is important. Right. And I think... I love that that's the order. I love that yeah. she like has the baby and is like, you know what? I need better for this child and right. I need better for myself. We deserve more than this. Which the song Everything Changes, mm-hmm. it's such a good finale number. It's it's really good, um, yeah. Because it's like, it's such a hopeful song. And that one also makes me tear up yeah. because it's like, sh- this is Jenna's moment where she's like, I'm a mom mm-hmm. now and this small human being has changed everything. Yeah. And now I have to make choices, the right choices so that her life can be better. Can be better. Yeah. And it's such a good, like, I wrote down, it's such a beautiful moment of, like, strength and mm-hmm. hope and, like, moving forward into the future in a positive direction. And it's sort of breaking the cycle. We didn't mention yeah. this, but it oh, is that's noted right. in the play that her mother taught her to bake because she learned how to bake to escape her unhappy yes. marriage. Um, she never left the marriage. I don't believe but she used baking as a way to like get through it and so it's a learned behavior so Jenna finds herself unhappy in her marriage and now it's sort of breaking that cycle and she's saying I'm going to be happy my daughter deserves to have a happy mom right a person in her life who is making good choices for her and not just like muddling through her own misery absolutely like yeah I think definitely um Spoiler alert, here come the deusic machina. Uh, <laughs> the DXM, if you will. <laughs> the DXM. Uh, Dem machinas. Uh, Jenna opens Joe's note to discover he left her the diner. <laughs> and I'd love an estate attorney to just chime in on this. Is is that allowed? Is that legal? <laughs> is this a legally binding document? I don't like that. Um, just, you could just give shit away in letters? <laughs> Okay. I mean, I guess that's like like a will, but maybe he updated his will. I just can't remember this that that's moment. Probably that probably is what I it love is. a letter that's like. By the way, <laughs> BT Dubs. <laughs> just, just wanted so you to know. let you know. Just like I'm dead, and you are gonna get um a property that it's very much you'll have to pay money. The for. letter very much starts off with um. If you're reading this, I am dead. I, I am dead. <laughs> Um, cut to a few years later, the diner has been rechristened Lulu's Pies and Jenna, the owner and head chef, is content that her life is finally turning around. Yep. And they all sing a reprise of the opening number. Mm-hmm. And it's very much uh, 
a new day has a new day dawned. and it it kind of, it's again that idea of like breaking the cycle because opening up is very much them singing about like it's just another day every day is yeah. the same all these things are constantly happening and then they sing the the reprise at the end and it's like it's a new day and it's all these things are happening all these things are happening and it's good and it's good things that are happening and it's really good it's really good uh I love it. Yeah, closer. And they bring out they have they do have a little girl that plays Lulu, <laughs> that plays Lulu. and um her and Ogie do a little clogging number. It's, it's super cute. So cute. <laughs> yeah. Um I think so I, I want to say it was like last year, maybe not even last sure. year. Um I mean it is 2 weeks into the new year, so it's <laughs> certainly last year. For sure. Um there was that kid who went semi-viral. Um Maybe not even that viral, but viral enough that waitress noticed him. The, okay, the musical. Yeah, um, he sang. He's like twelve or something, okay. and sang "She Used to Be Mine" and was like incredible. Uh, and his mom was like, "I gotta take a video of you and put you on the internet because you're great." Uh, and I don't know anything about this, oh but gosh. I'm mad. Then he, of got, course, the twelve year old can sing yeah, it because his it's incredibly high. <laughs> he, he hasn't his hit puberty. Testicles yet. are still in his chest. Um, that's where your testicles come from. That's true. And that's biology. <laughs> that's biology, baby. And that's on science. Um, so, this is now a science podcast. Yeah. So the musical invited him. I think he lived in the New York City area, or maybe they flew him out. I don't yeah. know. And he, they have Broadway money. They can they afford can wigs. They, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> he came on stage and like sang. She used to be mine with the full orchestra, like after bows. Oh, my God. There's a video. Like <gasps> I made my mom watch it because I was like, this is crazy. Amazing. I'm going to find it. He's like. He should go to the Jimmy's. His Adrian. <laughs> yes. Once he's old enough. Once he's old enough, he should go to the Jimmy's and then he can. Um. Fun fact about me, this is the one of the only Broadway shows I've ever auditioned for. Really? Yeah. Okay, cool. I went to a uh, 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 course call for it, uh, an ECC. Very fun. Yeah. And um, it, and you're in it now. I am. I am now in it. <laughs> it was just like one of the like equity, like, yeah, of course. R- like every six months they have to have a course call for every show on Broadway. And yeah. it was it was really fun. Um, I did get seen, which was great. Um, so exciting. And we got to do like some of the choreography from the show and it was super fun. That's really fun. It, and it's also like, it's so simple, but it was like, they were really like, just feel it. Cause it was, I think we were dancing to what bacon can do. Okay. And they were like, just like you guys all know this song, like just feel the song. And I, like, it was really, really cool. I'm not in the dancing shape that I once was in. Sure. Um, but I would love to just go to one of those just to learn like, the choreo yeah it i want to just like, fun. do a 32 count yeah and see if i can still pick it up and spit it out again yeah it was it, it's really fun i think it i think it's a, a good experience yeah i'm not what <laughs> what a psychotic i'm so sorry i'm not here to be on broadway <laughs> i actually don't care about that i'm here to just prove to myself <laughs> that i can that still i can dance, dance. <laughs> wow you can really dance that's <laughs> This is the brain that I have to live with every day. And so does Mitch, tragically. And it's a burden for him, honestly. <laughs> honestly, I feel like that's a really good conceit for a show. Like, following people around, just going to Broadway chorus calls. Not to see if they can get on Broadway. Yeah. Just to see if they can dance. Exactly. Going to singing lessons to impress the teachers. <laughs> 
truly that's yeah. musical theater psychosis. Yeah, that is psychosis. What I'm doing, what I'm doing now is abhorrent yes. and should be eradicated. I think. I think you need to go see, seek help. See, seek help. Yeah, <laughs> fully. A mental illness. Um, oh, God. Okay, Connor. Yes. Let's let's get to the bottom of this, Connor. Man in chair. This yeah. for me. I do really love this show. Um. Again, I think the music is really, really good. Sarah Bareilles knocked it out of the fucking park. Um, and it's, I think it's a really interesting story that, as we've talked about, um, it, it talks about abuse and, um, the cycle of abuse and all those kinds of things, but without dragging you down, um, and making it feel like it's, helpless or a hopeless situation or anything like that i think the comedy is really really well written in Mm it um and really shines through in the in the um the soundtrack and i just i think it's just such a fun show which is a weird thing to say but it is fun and a lot like i said a lot of the music is a bop it's great and um i definitely recommend i don't think it's in my top 10 but it's very close and I wish it were still open because I have always said that it was one of the shows that I wanted to bring my family to see because it's very, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's very family friendly, very family oriented. Um, not necessarily family friendly because they're fucking a lot, but you know, yeah. um, it's not for children. It's not for but children. My parents like, are pretty like, yeah, not sensitive about that kind of stuff, but that stuff doesn't always like fly with my parents right. and my mom loved waitress. Exactly. So I feel like it's definitely like, your parents can handle it yeah. and probably like late teens. Right. right. Like I would never ta- like I would never take my family to see Bad Out of Hell, but I would definitely take them to see Waitress. <laughs> I would. I immediately called my dad and was like, yeah, I gotta see the show. It's closing in two days. Quick, get to New York. Get to New York. Actually, I probably would take my fam- parents yeah, to see Bad Out of Hell because they really like me. But like Avenue Q. Like right. My mom did not enjoy yeah. Avenue Q. Neither did my dad. They both were like, it's gratuitous. It's over the top. Exactly. We didn't care for it. And I think this right the line of of like funny and like jokey and yes. referency but it's uh, a little more subtle and not so over right. and like it's in small enough doses that everything else kind of outweighs yeah that those little bits for sure um yeah absolutely so yeah i do love this show very much yeah um meryl man and share this yeah love big love for me um again probably not my top 10 yeah but wish I had seen it again. Would love to have seen it again yeah, on Broadway. Um, if it is touring near you, can't recommend enough. Yeah. Go see it. I know it was just in St. Louis last year mm, okay. um, at the Fox. I don't know. I don't think they have any sit downs anywhere, do they? No, I don't think so. I it's think just it's just a tour. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but uh, it definitely, She Used to Be Mine is like the third song, on, yeah. or third or second on my Broadway playlist. Oh my God, I love that. I truly living in california sang this song in my car every day on my yeah, drive home from i get work. that because it took two hours and i needed to kill time of course um but yes <laughs> would sing and cry you know just like you gotta release yeah. the pressures of the day Absolutely. sing she used to be mine lament who you used to be and who you never will be move on with your day that is therapy <laughs> that's therapy <laughs> And that's therapy. And that's therapy. So we are, yes, highly recommend Waitress. I think the soundtrack will get you far enough. Yes, um, for sure. There is certainly a bootleg on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I found it this morning. And 
watch it listen to it it's very fun yeah it's a it's a great it's a great show recommend um connor do you have anything to plug no just as usual you can find me all over uh twitter and instagram and i'll i post funny bullshit there (laughs) yeah um meryl anything for you no you can find me at meryl k across all platforms um you can follow the podcast at bits over bway across all platforms email us bits over bway at gmail.com uh follow us on soundcloud stitcher google play apple podcasts um we're everywhere podcasts are like and subscribe recommend us to your friends uh follow us on instagram and twitter (laughs) um you guys know the drill yeah you know what's up uh thank you for listening and uh that's it Bye. bye Je vois les